All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode seven of the Middle Class Musician Podcast. I just recorded one of these intros, and I was listening back, and I just didn't have enough energy. So, redoing it with lots of energy. This episode, I got to sit down with Seth Penn. Uh, He is a bassist and a producer. He also owns a studio with a few friends. We're going to talk all about it, so get ready for it. Um, also, if you are listening via iTunes and you've been enjoying the show, um, we really appreciate it if you take a second to rate it on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. Also, this is the last of the initial batch that I recorded before kicking off the show. So, um, so after this, the episodes should be a little bit more up to date. If nothing else, up to date on pop culture references. Um, so yeah, that's it. Enjoy Seth Penn, guys. So sitting down with Seth Penn today, yes. And um, what uh, I don't—I've never met you before today. The first yeah. few people I had, I had like most of them were like either new or acquaintances. So last night I did one—the first one where I didn't know someone—and the second. So nice. it's you know it's it's kind of more fun because I get to learn who the people are with you know the theoretical listeners at this point (laughs) yes um but tell us tell us all what you do what i do um so i have a studio in town um that i run with another friend of mine who's also named kyle like everybody which is funny yeah yeah um so me and him and another friend of ours started it when we were in college at belmont our i guess junior year um just started it like out of our house and we were all in the audio program um and just like wanted to do it on our own yeah and like treat it like a business and you know it was it was half like wanting to record on our own half like wanting to start your own your own business right right so we did that and were you a business uh emphasis at i was yeah i was well i was um music business production emphasis okay Gotcha. So basically a minor in audio engineering. Yeah. Um, And Kyle was audio engineering. But uh, yeah, started that then and still running it today. Um, It's in the back of my house in like a separate building, which is great. Yeah. I can just walk back there whenever. It kind of puts in a different workspace a little bit. Yeah. It's separate from the house, which is super convenient. Yeah. Don't have to ask people to turn the TV off when I need to record. Right, right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's like... Uh, just moved into that house. It was a brand new house when we moved in two years ago. Oh, cool. Um, and it's got a back building that's a garage with an apartment above. So we spent a good amount of time like um, kind of outfitting it to be a studio. Yeah. Put down wood floors in the garage, made a ton of sound panels. Um, and yeah, so that's that's like my main thing that I yeah. kinda, I'm working on. Um production projects it's usually a production project where i'm producing it and then recording it and um do try to do a lot of co-writes up there too and okay also rent out the downstairs as a rehearsal space cool um and then 
Other than that, I played bass um, for bands live or artists or whatever. Yeah. Um, had a gig with a band called Mike's Chair for the past four years. Um, started when I was still in school. Uh, and then that's kind of wrapping up this year. So oh, Okay. But yeah, just the freelance lifestyle. Yeah, man. yeah. Very doing, cool. Doing whatever I can to get by. Awesome. Part of that is uh, last year I started doing Lyft. Okay. For Lyft. Yeah. And actually Uber as well. Cool, cool. Um, I actually started doing that not too long oh, ago. Oh, nice. To help uh, get through the winter months. Yeah, man. It's it's a great little extra yeah. income thing. It's like, and you can just do it whenever you want, which is the greatest part. Yeah. You yeah, know? it's totally, so, it doesn't kill your uh, your schedule. Yeah. And make it so you can't. It's like, like I'm going on tour for two months. That's fine. I can come back and, you know, and, still yeah. do it. So. Yeah, yeah. And even if it, even if you're having like a you know a decent enough month and you just want to yeah. be able to go out and not worry about it, you can cash. go out for it and you drive for a couple hours and you know mm-hmm. you can guilt free yeah. go do activities. Huge supplemental, yeah, yeah, awesome thing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. when you do uh, you do both. This mm-hmm. is mostly this could be just a selfish question, but yeah, I've thought about doing both uh, mm-hmm. at the same time. Is it, uh, do you clock into both on your phone at the same time or is it Well, too... I've, you can. Yeah. I've tried that. Um, and a buddy of mine does that too. Yeah. I'm not sure, I'm not convinced yet which is more beneficial. Okay. So if you have them both running, it's a little risky because you basically, you kind of have both running and you have one up and you get a notification for a ride on one of them. Right. And before you even... Except that you need to turn off driver mode on the other one. Right. Switch right. back. Do you have to it. do that, or it's just safety? Well, so that way you don't if you have to don't, cancel. Yeah, if you don't, you'll get another request, and yeah. you don't want to cancel rides because that hurts your rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of app switching, but I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's a little better to just choose one. Okay. Per night. If it's and really it's, slow, do you switch to yeah, the other one? Yeah. Okay. Um and. Uber is cool because they'll just, they'll text you. Like, mm. they'll just send texts when it's busy. Oh, okay. And so that's kind of, like, I never plan to Uber. Like, I just, if I get a text, I'll go, yeah, I'll probably do this or not. Gotcha. And then, you know, if there's nothing from Uber going on, I'll do Lyft. Okay. On, you know, but I normally, I haven't been doing it other than weekends, weekend okay, nights. Gotcha. Friday and Saturday nights. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's when like, you know, it gets crazy to right. like 3am. Yeah. Do you but, drive late? I'm always afraid that someone's going to puke in my car. I know, man. I've, I've had a couple times where I was thought it was going to happen, but yeah. it hasn't happened yet. I, I had, it was like <laughs> Friday night. I think it was, well, for anyone who's listening, who doesn't know just what they are. Lyft <laughs> and Uber, both ride sharing apps, which is basically like cheaper taxis where it's like. Yeah pedestrian sign in to drive pedestrians around in a sense uh, but the i was driving like two moms home <laughs> from like green hills yeah and it was like midnight so i was like oh, i'm safe i usually don't go too much later because i get the more <laughs> intoxicated people get the more i'm worried that they're gonna puke all over everything totally so i'm like oh, i should be fine and then they were they were pretty far gone and one of them ended up, ended up puking, but they brought, like, their own puke bags. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. They were, I guess, you know, their moms. So they probably had, like, extra diapers oh and gosh. stuff, too. 
<laughs> but uh, so it was like the smoothest puking process ever. Like she did it, <laughs> and I was like, "Why aren't they like freaking out or like being like, oh?" What's what? And then I realized it was because it was all they've got. It was all clean. It's like yeah. normal for them. <laughs> She's totally... got like three full bags exactly. of puke in her purse. Or she was ready. So, oh um, so as far as having someone puke in your car, that was probably the easiest way wow. to, to do it. That's fine and get man. away with it. So, I had a a buddy of mine had someone puke out the window oh, yeah. and like a little bit got on like the side of his on the oh of the window yeah yeah and he contacted lyft and they sent him like 250 bucks really like to clean it but he didn't he just wiped it off oh <laughs> well that's something i should keep yeah, in mind i know yeah i didn't know that that was even a thing that you could contact lyft for anything yeah yeah they'll, interesting they'll help you out seems yeah it like, seems like Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, it's definitely it's one of those kind of kind of things that helps you know the freelance life yeah. a lot. Oh yeah. And you don't I, have to commit to a job that's going to kill your ability I to recommend do your, it. your previous I recommend one. It, yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for something like that. Yeah, and it's just I, I have people since I started doing it that I have like when I've told people that we just want to start doing it almost as a pastime like if they're not doing anything <laughs> they'll just like clock yeah. in and drive around for a few hours yeah. and they make little money and if why they don't not? have anything else they want to do then why not um, so before we dive into like the nitty gritty of, of like the day to day of what you do how do you how did you get into music in the first place um I mean as a kid I was I was like taking piano lessons like I feel a lot of people were and then quit like a lot of people do. Yep, I did that. Um, And but then like later in high school, um, I I had this we got this new choir director at our our school and he was like super young and cool guy and like really just awesome dude. And um, so I joined like choir um, my like junior year I guess mm-hmm. um, and then like he taught a, a music theory class an AP music theory class and I took that and I loved it um, you well, loved theory? I did yeah wow yeah I loved it I got on like a hundred in that class wow that's pretty good <laughs> um, and I got like a five on the AP test or whatever. jeez <laughs> yeah that's really good but uh, before that I and I guess that's jumping ahead too much before that I was like uh I was pretty involved in like my church, like mm-hmm. worship scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like we had this guy come uh, to like head up the worship team, and like he started like auditioning like youth kids. This was like sixth grade, I yeah. think. And I like auditioned to sing or whatever. And then um, a couple buddies of mine that like played, like we all just decided we should like form our own band. Yeah, yeah. And so like my my one friend played bass and he taught me how to play bass and then learned guitar. <laughs> and so then it was like me and him and a drummer and another guy. So we had this band and from like seventh grade till I left. Uh, just like we started out as like a pop punk band. Yeah. Moved into like, well, we were a pop punk band for a while. Then we just went through all these like dumb phases that you go through. Like of when course. you discover Led Zeppelin, you're like, oh, I want to be this now. We need to be this band. Yeah. yeah. So like all that stuff happened. That's um, great. So yeah, that was fun. And uh, I took, you know, I like taught myself the bass. He taught me bass. I, I took I took a couple lessons for like a year. 
honestly had a pretty crappy teacher. And yeah. There wasn't a whole lot to choose from in Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's where yeah. my uh, grandparents lived. Oh, really? Yeah. I Dude. feel like I've met a lot of people from Greenville. Really? It be a, yeah. A nice, it's got a nice like downtown area. It does. Downtown is really cool. It's really yeah. quaint. Yes, yeah. would be my best. It's gotten a lot cooler over really? the years. Yeah, like downtown, they keep kind of modernizing and yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like it. It was a good place to grow up. Yeah. Um, but as far as you know, music industry goes, there's just not, just nothing there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I would say like that choir director had a huge influence on me and like really like helped me hone my musical abilities and like taught me so much. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I just like, I, I was one, I was like, I want to do music. I don't know. Like we recorded our band, my band like recorded itself and like, we just messed around with like a old, like 16 track yeah. like recorder thing and cool. didn't know what we were doing. Like the, it was like one of those Tascam, like, uh, had like 16 faders, but then like okay, you yeah. had to plug up like an external CD burner and like it was digital, but like, yeah, but not really. Yeah. And like, it was so funny. I always look back and remember that it had like a touch, kind of a touch screen. Yeah. And like you could dial in effects and stuff and I didn't know what anything was. And so like the little like picture for chorus yeah, had like, like people singing like a choir and so I was like, oh, you're That's supposed us. to put that on vocals. Like every vocal track had chorus on it. So it That's sounded great. just like so gross. <clears throat> well, at least it had, you know, an effect on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, right. We used to just record dry right into like a tape recorder <laughs> and it would just be awful. Yes. We used to, we didn't have a, a mic stand, so we would hang it. It was in our like second <laughs> garage and we'd just hang a mic from the rafters like yes. upside down and then sing into yes. it. Yes. Um, I love gang vocal or chorus style, whichever one yes. you want to call it. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, those are high school and bands and all those were always. <laughs> I loved it, interesting. man. It was good to like experiment and like, yeah, you yeah. Know, think that you're gonna be famous yeah. in like a year. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't totally. take long in high school. Yeah. In your head. Oh my gosh, that's great. So you did that. You started playing bass. Did you sang? Do you still sing then? Um, uh, kind of, I mean, kind of, yeah. I wouldn't consider myself like, uh, like a front man or a lead mm-hmm. vocalist in so many senses of that. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Like BGBs and like in the studio, like I'll do BGBs and yeah. vocal coaching. And, and, and then when you're writing, it probably helps. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I mean, I have like a, I have a, a, a band side project I'm working on that. Okay. It's supposed to be like a duo so cool i would be singing but um the girl who's in it would definitely be more of like the lead yeah you know, yeah do like parts here and there and bgbs and stuff cool but yeah, yeah that's man. really cool so um okay so you got into the producing the singing the writing when you do you do a lot of like co-writes in uh nowadays yeah, yeah um well honestly like it's a it's one of my goals of this year to do it a lot more. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been kind of doing it on and off for the past like three years or so, but, um, yeah, it's, it's normally been like in the context of production yeah. where like, you know, I, I'll meet an artist and you know, Hey, we should write. And then 
whether or not that turns into a production thing or not or yeah yeah you know i've written with people that will you know a couple worship songs i wrote with uh someone kind of just have gotten out there to a church she went to back home and just like random stuff yeah yeah um but yeah this year uh i really want to start doing it a lot more and Mm -hmm. i've got like three this week which is great um but trying to write a lot more for uh that side project i mentioned so cool trying to kind of get that off the off the ground um i I think i looked I, i think i looked back and maybe wrote like four times in 2014 okay so i was like okay this this needs to change yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. do you write on your own at all or is it mostly no yeah that's the thing for me it's like um i'm definitely more of like into the musical melodic side of things Mm -hmm. um like i won't ever i'll never just sit down and write like lyrics without any context of music gotcha um like poetry which some people do which is awesome I've never, um, I don't, yeah, do it from that I, I can't do much, that, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's more of like, I'll write musical ideas on my own maybe. And again, it's always like, I'll just record them because that's, you know, it's just part of the process for me. Yeah. But yeah, writing is like about the collab for me. I love that part cool. of it. Like, that's what I love about it is just like, what can the two of us or three of us or four of us yeah. create that we can't all do on our own. Right. You right. Know? So, yeah, it's always, always usually collaboration. Cool. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, co-writes. When did you do your first co-write? Did you do it in, like, high school, or was it when you moved to Nashville? I mean, technically, I guess, in high school with my band, we would write songs together, but, like, we had no idea what that even meant. Right. Um, We would just jam and be like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. You know. (laughs) We have to to come up with lyrics now? Okay, I guess. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I guess I... Probably, I think the first time was like 2011. Okay. Um, the church I go to here, Crosspoint, um, did this like writer's night. Uh, and they like wanted to get a bunch of people to come in and just try to write songs for our church. And um, I went to that, which was like kind of scary because i'd never yeah. like written with anybody yeah but it was really fun because it was like people i knew and i think uh not the first one but like the second one i did with aaron kraus okay we, we wrote a song for that with another friend of ours but um yeah that was probably the first time cool. i did it yeah it's, a, it's the a, first time i like did it and understood like what it means what it was. you know yeah, yeah like whatever but, yeah it's an interesting it's weird Especially when you have, like, what sounds like we have this week, like, scheduled co-writes, where you totally. show up and you're like, all right, well, we're going to finish yeah. a song today and just go for it, yeah. uh, which yeah. is, can be good. And some days it, like, I know from myself, some days it, like, comes out and it is really easy, and then other days you, like, hit a wall oh, early yeah. on and you just <laughs> struggle with the song for, like, a yeah. couple hours. Yeah. And I usually... <laughs> Usually, I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to it. I'll, like, go into it, and we'll, you know, one of us will have an idea. We'll start working on it. And then if we hit a wall, like, for the next two hours, I'll just be, like, subtly wanting to drop hints. Like, well, maybe we can come come back to it. Even though I know, like, once you leave, like, if you don't finish the song (coughs) that day, or at least kind of get the the skeleton of it, it's going to be, like, it's going to disappear. Yeah. But uh, I'll always, like 
just like I'm just the wuss and I'll want to like bail and be like, oh, we'll come back to it. Definitely yeah. So, but usually, fortunately, the people I co-write with are more <laughs> committed than I am. So they, yeah, they don't stop. Dude, I hear you, man. I, yeah, I'm very much like inspiration matters. Like, if I'm not feeling it, I'm not yeah. feeling it. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, and obviously, like since we've scheduled this, I don't want to, I don't ever want to waste someone's time. Right. But like, I do like, if, if we don't finish a song in a day, like I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Like I would rather spend more time on it and it'd be good than, you know, like, Oh, we've got to get like bridge chorus. Right. Verse one, two and three. Yeah. Or, you know, like in three hours. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. But yeah, sometimes, yeah, I'll just be like, Hey, let's, Let's finish this later. Yeah. You just have to make sure you follow yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. That's a... Yeah, I've had a couple that... Usually, we struggle through it. A couple that we've been like, let's finish it later. And then... Yeah. I think we're never. still waiting to finish them later. It happens. But sometimes it's also an out if like both of you are like, don't want to verbalize that the song is yeah, like, this okay. this not working. Yeah. So you're like, oh, finish it later. And then yeah. you, just, you can just let it kind of die. Um... So, so I like to kind of do, especially for people who don't, aren't super familiar with like the music, you know, middle class or whatever you want to call it, um, like a deep dive more so into like a day to day for, especially cause it's, you know, freelance work, it's mm -hmm. entrepreneurial with the business. Mm -hmm. So a lot of your days are self-made as far as schedule. Yeah. So what, what, what's kind of like a typical either like day to day or like a, you know, say there's, you know, the next week, mm -hmm. what is it? You know, because obviously every day is going to be a little different, but yeah, when... yeah. Uh, for me, yeah, that's like that's a challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you have to keep yourself in check to make sure you're not just like watching TV all the time, right? <laughs> Netflix, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's like um, which it's it's pretty helpful that um, I share my studio with someone because we have like a Google calendar for it Okay. and we'll schedule <clears throat> stuff out. And so I know like, okay, Kyle's mixing today from nine to five. Okay. So if I'm doing anything today, and I kind of have like a secondary setup in my room in mm -hmm. the house, which is great, but, um, I can kind of plan like, okay, he's in the studio. So like, I can't do any like audio recording, but I can program in my room or, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, and it is a little bit like, I'm probably a little more lax with it because I live there. So it's like, if anyone, if no one's there, I'll just go back there. I don't have to put it on the calendar. Right. Whereas Does he you live know, there with the other he guy? He doesn't. He, okay. He's married and lives with his wife in an wow. apartment. So he's like, if I'm coming in, I'm coming in kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes that can be good and bad. Like, you know, I can just get too lazy with it, but, um, cause you can do it anytime then. You yeah. End up it's not like, I'll just do it anytime. later. And then yeah. it's like, well, there's the GameCube. I should just, right. You know, <laughs> um, is that the console of choice? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, game? <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Okay, yeah, it's like all I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this is more a podcast about that, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. This here. is the GameCube podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, which I'm sure is, would have huge. Oh my gosh so up to date on everything yeah. is the uh <laughs> is your go-to player link by chance no oh. no i'm samus oh okay yeah i can get behind samus yeah i'm always samus 
My buddy Kyle is always Link. Okay. And Does he do the spin move that like you can never time, get close? Dude, oh yeah. my gosh, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, my yeah. <laughs> my cousin. We when whenever we go to my my dad's side of the family, we always just like have like game fest. Yes. Because um, we're all just sitting around for you know like five days, so we will usually break out at some point a GameCube or something and yes. play that game. And my, I remember my older brother was always Link. I think I would yeah. always do Young Link at this yes. time. When, and so, but he would just do that move all the time. And my, yeah. my cousin just got like pissed at him oh, because yeah. he was like, you can't, you just always do one move. <laughs> do really? something like, different. Yeah. And he's like, it works. I'm not going to change it up. And so it's just stupid that you're always doing one move. And so yes. Dude. It was. Um, Settle it and smash. Yeah, I exactly. It. I so, love it so much. It caused some, some conflict between the family, <laughs> but we've gotten past it for the most part. Yes. Um, dude, I love it. So, okay. So. Uh, yeah. Other, so, other than yeah. that, well, yeah, tangent. But um, yeah. yeah. So like. Uh, tomorrow well yeah even today like my schedule was you know come here and then kind of have nothing until i'm recording someone at like 6 30 tonight yeah yeah i'm just doing like a like a acoustic song tracking um and then after that i have a song to track bass on and i put that on the schedule and then um tomorrow i have a a co-write um so it's it's kind of like Finding things to fill your day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, I've been trying to be better about waking up early and not it's just, you tough. know, sleeping in if I don't have anything to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is really like, it's so day to day, so different. Yeah. You know, like one day, like if someone else is in the studio, like I can't be in there until three or four, then it's like, I'll just sleep in till yeah. 10 a.m. and yeah. or 11 a.m. and um, some days it's like I'm waking up at 5 a.m. to go play at church on a Sunday. And oh right. Some days leave for a gig early or you know it's just yeah. like it's always different. It's always different. Yeah, so, yeah it kind of jumps around. Yeah. Do you do a lot of the weekend uh, church gig stuff? Or is it, yeah. So you did Crosspoint. Yeah, it? I've been going to Crosspoint since my freshman year. So, um, yeah, like seven years now. But okay. um, yeah, I I play there as much as I can. Um, it's like I love it there. Yeah, it's a good community. And, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, any week that I'm free, I'm usually there. Um, which, yeah, it'd be great if they paid, but. Right, they don't, but yeah. that's okay because yeah. I love it. At but, least it's all like good players. Yeah, it's great players, sense. and again, it's just like it's kind of a family for me at this yeah. point. So that's cool. I just love, I love being a part of it. Yeah, um, but yeah. And you said uh, you went through Belmont. Then I've had mm-hmm. because of me going through Belmont, my circle has had a lot to do with Belmont. So yeah, <laughs> I've been like. Uh, for, last night there was the first guy I had that wasn't from Belmont, so oh, wow. I was like, finally break the Belmont nice, yeah. bubble a little bit. You're still there? Or no, no, done? I'm okay. done now. Yeah, for, uh, well, fortunately, just because yeah. I'm out of school, right. uh, which is good. But I, I finished up back in May. Cool. So, uh, but did you enjoy your experience there? Was it like for someone who's like trying to you know yeah. figure out whether or not they want to do school with music stuff? Mm-hmm. Did you? Yeah, I I had a friend ask me their my opinion on it the other yeah. day. Um, yeah, I did, man. I, I liked it. Um, 
I would go back and do it again okay, if I yeah. had the chance. Um, I mean, the debt is pretty awful. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have too much, fortunately. Okay. So it's definitely conquerable. Um, but yeah, I I liked it. I think I definitely valued like getting the college education and the college experience at mm-hmm. that kind of school is like what I wanted small and small school and all that stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah. As far as like the audio program and specifically like the business degree thing was kind of like, a, you know, Oh, I can fall back on this if I ever need to. And yeah. At this point, that's pretty funny because like, if I, I just can't imagine myself in like a job where I would need my business degree. Yeah. Although starting a production, <laughs> starting company, your own business, sure, yeah, totally includes that. Yeah, and I did learn some stuff that like I used to kind of learn how to manage some of that stuff. But yeah. it's just funny, like if they looked back at my grades, <laughs> I don't think they would. It would, ma- it would I don't know if anyone so ever looks at grades and like, hey, show. you realize I barely got this degree, right? <laughs> like I failed a couple yeah, classes yeah. and got a D in accounting, so. <laughs> Double, yeah. double check. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever heard of any situation where somebody was like, yeah, man, I had this great job, and in the interview, I'm great, and then they went and looked at my grades <laughs> they looked at my grades college. from every yeah, semester. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I've never even heard totally. of I don't even know how you would do that. You yeah, have the degree. Totally. I think that <laughs> yeah. the fact that you get the degree yeah. is kind of like the, like, don't, right. don't worry about yeah, the rest yeah. of it. I've got the paper. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll... I don't see myself really falling back on it at any yeah. point, but the I loved the production side of things. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm glad I took all those classes, um, but I really loved like taking the audio classes. Um, yeah. And yeah, we could talk a long time about audio Belmont's audio program. But yeah. <laughs> did you? So you did. Your friend did the audio program. Your friend Kyle, you said uh-huh. he was you know, audio engineer. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I, I, when you're production emphasis, you can take all those same classes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So did you? Um, so say somebody wants to go into audio and they're yeah. looking at Belmont. Would you? Because I had a few friends who started in there. I mean, obviously, did your friend finish as an mm-hmm. audio major? Yeah. I had some that you know finished and some that kind of switched out because they were just feeling like they could be more productive in other majors. Sure. Um, what did you from the taste you got of it? Do you think it's worth to like focus just on that, or should they kind of do what you did and do? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what you want to do, you know, like if you're, if you're like really technical and just get a lot of enjoyment out of that, like that's the audio engineering thing is probably for you. Like, yeah. Um, cause you take like audio physics classes and yeah, it gets pretty like, it's pretty scientific. Yeah, yeah. And like circuit theory classes, which are, uh, pretty cool. Like if you want a couple great preamps you build yeah. yourself. That's pretty great. That's handy. Um, one of my friends did that, or one of my buddies that was my roommate did that, and he uh, he built an API 512, which mm-hmm. I use all the yeah. time. That sounds great. Um, so yeah, it gets much more technical, and um, you can also you know do a lot of the live sound classes, which it's like if you're maybe wanting to be a front of house engineer or mix yeah. live or monitors or anything in the live sound department. Like there's some pretty good stuff there. And then, you know, you get to do the, if you get to do the showcases, like, right. It's great real world experience. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. But for people who don't know, Belmont does, yeah. they do like, 
um, the school, the business music school mm. puts on with four or five showcases a year mm-hmm. and they're all like themed. So they'll have like the rock showcase, yeah. the uh, urban pop, yeah, urban pop yeah. and then different, um, which is cool. It's, and so they're all put on by students mm-hmm. as far as production. And then all the bands yeah. are student, you know, led at least. Yeah. Um, and it's in, yeah, like, like Curb Event Center. It's like a right. big arena. So it's like so a arena like, show. Yeah, like lots of huge gear. And yeah, legit. yeah. And you yeah. usually get like, you know, at least over a thousand people attending. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's a cool... It's cool. They're fun, man. Did you uh, play time. for some of those? I played in throughout? two, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. that was always like the thing. It's like you're... Yeah, you know, freshman dreaming of playing it, know, and then you right? do them, and you're like, "Oh, that was cool." <laughs> yeah, you realize uh, you're not famous that afterwards. Gone better. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, I kind of assumed that. I remember as a freshman, I was like, "If you play a showcase, you just must be famous afterwards." <laughs> all those people see you. Yeah, and dude. You realize that it's not quite the case. <laughs> it's kind of like the high school thing again. Yeah, it's fun though. It's, yeah, you know, you get to. It's a unique thing that like you get to experience that yeah. you know that you can't really get any other way other no. than doing it. No. Um, but yeah, I would recommend I would recommend it if that's what you're into. Like if you're at all interested in engineering and live sound and um, I would say, you know, if you if you want to do production and like you could still you could still take I mean, audio engineering could still be a good path because, um, you know, I feel like good producers are also engineers. Like mm-hmm. it's never just one or the other these days. Um, but yeah, I liked, I liked the path I took. Like I, I got to take, you know, what audio classes I wanted and there weren't really that many that I didn't get to take that I wanted to. Um, there were maybe like a couple, I just didn't have time to get in, but yeah. But yeah, I, I really liked it, man. I I really liked it towards the end. Okay. Um, when you realize, like, oh, I could be using all this. I should start yeah, paying attention. Totally. Well, that and just, like, the classes started to get more... Oh, yeah. Practical. Practical and, yeah, like, less, like, um, old school, I guess, is a good yeah. word for it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, and starting my own thing I was super educational, like... I mean, I didn't learn a thing about Pro Tools at Belmont, mm-hmm. which is crazy because... That is crazy. Yeah. And there's a DAW class. Like, there's a DAW class I didn't take. But, you know, the audio classes, like, they just... They don't teach you that stuff. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to be working on a SSL. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm I'm grateful that, like, I got to learn how to use those consoles. Yeah. And, and you understand what the plugins in Pro Tools are then, yeah. or what they used to be. Yeah, exactly. It's were... like, I get what this is modeling. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's it's cool. It's almost like it's, it's good to know the history of stuff. And, like, I've worked with tape, and I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. And I... I know what the 1176 actually is and used a real one. And like, yeah, you know, yeah. all that stuff is good to have like in your back pocket. Um, and especially if you're like, again, if you're wanting to go into, into engineering and like work at a studio in town, that's like, you're a staff engineer there or something like that. Like, yeah, that's great. But again, like doing it myself, I was just like, it was cool to just do it on my own. And then, Every class from uh, from then on, every class was kind of viewed through the perspective of okay, like, what can I take here and like use back in my place? Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. So, 
that makes sense. Yeah. How far into school, when you got the house, were you still in school then? The mm-hmm. studio house? Yeah, we had, um, it was another house before the one I'm in now. Okay. That was a lot smaller. Um, and that was junior year. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Lived okay. on campus first two years. Yeah, then, that's what I did. Yeah. Camp Belmont. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, actually, we got the idea to do it because uh, we were in Kennedy and uh, my buddy Kyle and I, I think we were playing Smash or something or talking about <laughs> Zelda or something. Yeah. And it was like, just talking about how awesome Z- the Zelda music is in Ocarina of Time. Yeah, yeah. We were like, we should like make an album of Zelda music. Like, what? <laughs> okay, let's try it. And so like in my dorm, we just like recorded like a full album of like really? <laughs> recreating like Zelda songs. That is awesome. Yeah, I called it the Zelda Boys. and Nice. Yeah, so that was kind of like... Oh, this was cool to do together. Let's yeah, taking your music and your gaming. Yeah, to the next exactly. Level. Yeah, exactly. It, it was really cool. it was pretty awesome. Did you ever like post it or anything? We did. Uh, it's funny. I think this was back. So this was sophomore year. So that was like two thousand nine, or yeah, two thousand nine. It was. I think that was when, for some reason, MySpace was still a thing. Like the old MySpace, not the new right, one, which right. never took off. Either. Right, which but was never a thing. It was we made a MySpace for it and like posted a download link. That's and so great. I think that's gotten deleted or something. Oh uh, yeah. But I have it somewhere. But that's great. Yeah. So <laughs> never put it on iTunes or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. That's well, you know, maybe one day. I mean well also because I think we would have had to pay for like licensing rights oh, right. to sell oh. it because yeah. 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 How would that work? Yeah. I guess you just have to do the the nine point eight same yeah, when well, you get it, you can yeah, you can look it up on uh, um, what is it, Harry? Uh, what's the name of the oh Harry Fox. Fox Harry Fox yeah. Agency? Yeah, and I think it's really weird actually. Uh, I've tried to understand this and still haven't done it, but like when you post when you you can sell someone else's song if you buy the licensing rights. Right. But you have to just estimate for digital. Yeah. So you just estimate like a thousand units and then. Yeah. And you're paying for that royalty. Yeah. And you pay front. that up front, which is so weird to me. Cause yeah. It's like after you reach a thousand one, you have to. You know what I mean? Buy like more. at what point do you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like so all, it's kind of a canonical. All those system. people on YouTube. Yeah. That, you know, post YouTube covers and it's, sell them. Yeah. It's, it's kind it's of like an order system. Based. Yeah. Cause I talked to a guy who was doing like YouTube yeah. a little bit more like on a regular basis and he was selling through iTunes and he yeah. go, showed me a site that you just, you buy the license mm-hmm. ahead of time, which is easier in a sense for accounting, but it's also not it's strange. Like, it's yeah. also a little it's bit strange, more difficult. Um, but yeah, it is, it's weird. It's those That's one of those things like I learned about in business classes at yeah. school, but I never learned about those kind of what I had no idea how people actually did of it. it. Yeah. yeah. Which would be. Dude, yeah. The YouTube thing is a phenomenon to me. Yeah. It's yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. I just, it's fascinating. Have you dealt with or done anything with, with the YouTube side of things uh, at all? Barely. Okay, a little yeah. bit. I did, like I made a track for a couple people that posted, okay. you know, YouTube covers. Yeah. Um, Nothing like super huge, but yeah, just that. Like, I just I I follow a lot of like of the big YouTubers. Yeah, and, like it's just it's crazy to me. It man. is. It's fascinating. It blew my mind a few years ago when I like realized uh, people were making money from it, and yeah. like, some people are making really good money from yeah. it. It like totally yeah. changed my outlook on. Well, on have things. you heard of uh, Have you heard of Pomplamoose? No. Or Jack Conti. 
Jeez, I don't think so. Just check them out. So Pomplamoose is like probably one of the biggest YouTube uh, artists. Mm-hmm. And it's this guy. Pomplamoose? Yeah, like P-O-M-P-L-A moose. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's this guy and this girl duo. And even before that, like this guy Jack was just like posting YouTube videos in his room all the time of him in his room all the time he kind of he kind of pioneered the like video song thing okay like you'll see like you see what he's recording when he's doing it not just like a lips dubbed music video and so like he'll just like set up a camera when he tracks a guitar part yeah and then he'll have that and then he'll edit in when he's doing a bass part and when he's doing a piano part and just kind of Sometimes it'll be like they're all on the screen, kind of. Yeah, you know the whole montage kind of. Yeah, um, he kind of spearheaded that. And oh, like, okay. He also is really talented, or got really talented at like the video side of things okay. and just editing and making it cool visually. Um, and so Pomplamoose is just like blown up, and they've done like I guess their biggest kind of thing. I. Um, I'll try and find an article after this and show you. Yeah, he yeah. wrote this like someone posted like this band went on tour and made how much? And it turned out being like it was one of those Facebook articles that people always yeah, post, you know? Yeah. That are always weird. And I clicked on <laughs> it and it was like actually about Pomplamoose. And I was oh, like, cool. oh, this is awesome. I know this. Um and it was kind of it was really cool because it was Jack writing about they did a tour and like literally posted all the financials of it. Like yeah. didn't hide anything. And they like lost like I don't know, like 30 grand or something really? during this tour. And they had sponsorships and they had packed out shows and like just everything. It's just crazy. Like yeah. the way they make money and, um, uh, oh yeah. So Pomp, well before that, so Pomplamoose was like, um, kind of taking off and I guess their biggest, like their start that kind of blew them up really huge was, mm-hmm. They posted a single ladies uh, cover video, like right maybe like a day or two after uh, the Kanye thing with Taylor Swift. Okay, when yeah. he was like, you know, he stole the mic and yeah. said single ladies was the best video of all time. So like everyone <laughs> is googling. That Let me see this, this best point. video of all time. Yeah, so like they really like lucked out on that. That's search great. wise. Um, and then, yeah, he's gone on to, he's at the point where, like, he started this company called Patreon. Uh-huh. And it's, like, uh, it's basically, it's kind of like a Kickstarter for YouTubers in a way. Mm-hmm. But it's a subscription thing. So, like, if you're a patron of Pomplamoose, you sign up and you agree that you'll pay X amount to them every time they make a video. So, like five dollars whatever you want it to be and there's yeah. rewards based on that kind of like Kickstarter. Oh, okay but so like every time they make a video now they get like six grand just oh, like geez right that's a away cool idea. what's that called patreon yeah look that up. it's crazy and i can link all the stuff then on like show notes and all that kind yeah, of stuff cool is it p-a-t-r-i-o-n uh uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's a pretty cool idea, man. Um, yeah, like He that. built that company, and it's like a way for them, like, you know, right away they have a six grand budget for yeah. a video, and then... They know more motivation to make videos when content, you know you're yeah. going to make six grand flat. That's yeah, crazy. And that's not even, you know, advertising or anything, yeah. or iTunes sales. Exactly. Or exactly. Does, um, I'll have to look into it. Do you know if it includes, like, hey, we're going to 
So if you are paying and we release this video and you, you're already going to be paying five bucks and you get like a audio of it as well or mm-hmm. something like that. I think so. I haven't looked into that specifically. Yeah, but I, yeah. think it, I think some of them are like, yeah, you may get the song download or, um, you know, they'll, I think I've seen on there like Skype interviews okay. or, you know, a chance yeah. to like, or Jack would post like a music lesson over Skype you can have with him. It's just like, yeah. That's really cool. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. I'm going to look into that. That's it's crazy, cool man. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah. I, yeah. I really want to try and get into that world a little more. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a gamble. It way. is. It's a strange, uh. Yeah. There's a lot of people trying to do it, and yeah. then occasionally you see someone break through, uh, and somebody, yeah. you know, or it's somebody it's so not. so easy, honestly. Yeah, like yeah. Anybody can do it. Yeah. It's yeah. just that a lot of people do it now, so not everybody breaks through, or mm-hmm. not at the same time, or... Yeah. So, uh... Not everybody gets Taylor Swift posting about your cover video. Yeah, yeah, that's the big one this week. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Do you know her at all? Mm-mm. She's Belmont. Yeah, I think I, so. I've never... Yeah. I don't think I've ever met her. Yeah, um, it's pretty big. But I was thinking of trying to have it's her on. It's a great cover too. To it's just, awesome. It is. Yeah. I love the uh, the so the verse part, the midnight lyric. Is when it, like that's yeah. definitely my, the harmony on that is is killer. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I I I've, I've gotten like more into the cup because I saw it because everyone was posting, especially because of the Belmont. You know, Facebook is totally. you know blowing up with it. And so then I've watched it a few times and it's like grown on me more. Yeah. Um, but it, it's definitely a, it's a really cool cover. Yeah. But, uh, and it's, yeah, it's good uh, publicity. Yeah. It's Obsessed. insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's so nuts how someone like Taylor Swift now has, like she, she has the ability just to create a trend basically yeah. and, oh, yeah. and out of thin air. She'll just, totally. and if you post it and yeah. puts enough, you know, just the right wording behind it, it'll blow up and, you know, go around and yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy that one person can do that and kind of, I mean, you think of like Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. I would say is probably famous now because of Taylor Swift. Like totally. she brought her, brought him on the road and pushed him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like she was like by his album, but she, he'd be in this yeah, Instagram oh, yeah. thing and he's on tour. And so it was just like, yeah. it just happens. Uh, which is crazy because he's not somebody he's super talented but like his genre is not something i would have expected to be top 40 totally or at least not in the way that it is um i love it so uh so what do you think when uh do you think for like say five ten years do you see yourself doing kind of the same things and kind of growing them or what do you would you have any kind of vision or idea of what you'd be doing yeah um it's always a scary question yeah yeah um I really, probably to a fault, don't think too far ahead in the future. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, is probably probably a bad thing. But um, not always. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I definitely think the next five years I'll be doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, and I guess my like long term goal is you know I love playing on the road. I love traveling still. Um, and, you know, single don't have any necessarily things tying me down in yeah. a way um which that sounds bad but no no i, I know <laughs> but exactly uh you mean. know it's like you're young like you got the time to travel and go yeah. there and do that but uh so like yeah i'm not tired of the road yet but right. i do foresee at some point that i will be right especially if it's like playing for other people you know if it's not your thing like 
pays well and it's great mm-hmm. and it's cool music maybe but you know at the end of the day it's like I'm not invested in this you yeah know? Um, so at some point I, I would say I would grow tired of that but you know it'll just come down to like whatever is work is available like yeah. to put food on the table <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah long-term goal I would say is like I would love to to have enough studio work that I don't have to do anything else um, and that probably, you know, is producing bigger projects, maybe a song I write gets cut or something like yeah. that. Like that's always the hope, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of, it's an interesting thing, like to kind of grow that production thing. It's just like, it's all, it's all just like meeting people and, you know, putting stuff out there that people hear and you hope they like what you do. And, yeah. Cause it's it, a lot of, a lot of it I've found is just like friends, like, Oh, my friend produces, like I'll record with them. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, but like you haven't heard what I could do. You right. know, like it's just, it's a weird thing to like convince somebody like you should pay me a lot of money right. to make your record. Just trust me. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, oh yeah. And it's, it's, huh, it's yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, there's a huge, like, you know, indie movement in this town and, mm-hmm. I love that because that's, you know, how I can make records, but it's this weird, like, you know, for a sustainable thing, I feel like at some point you either have to be doing like, you know, a lot of indie records and that are even just bigger budget or like, you know, you want to break through to like label budget stuff and get handed that, those kinds of things. And, um, I personally haven't had any work like that other than just I've I've done some track programming yeah um for that but yeah like yeah that's like a goal too is like a you know when you get into like those bigger budget label projects it's just like yeah that's stuff it's awesome yeah yeah (laughs) because you can you know get your budget and get what you want and exactly you know you're the thing with budgeting a, a production project is is always interesting because it's like well, I'm going to charge you this much per song. And the way I like to do it is like, I don't do like, you know, studio time for the hour. I don't do that, but I just say like, it's going to be this much per song. And I like to just say, you know, that includes everything. Like you pay me this, you don't have to worry about anything else. So like, I'm going to hire musicians. I'm going to rent the studio. I'm going to pay a mixer mastering. Yeah. But with that, it's like, there's a lot of expenses, you know, with making a record. Yeah. So it's like, it's always a challenge to like, man, I I want to make sure I'm like making money here. Yeah. (laughs) But it all comes down to like with, you know, I'm not a good negotiator, but for me, it always just comes down to, you know, I have a, you know, set price I want to get. And then depending on the project and how passionate I am about it. And, you know, if it's depending on what it is, like I might just want to do it because I want to do it and yeah so yeah it's it's a weird thing but yeah i'd love to grow it to like i said like label budget stuff yeah and that way you can lean into that if you want to take time off the road yeah totally come back to that make a career of it yeah that makes sense (laughs) um cool well what would uh what would you say if you wanted to give advice to um your ninth grade self (laughs) <laughs> playing with your band or something yeah. you know just 
to either avoid doing something that just wastes time or to be more productive or anything like that? What would you advise for your... Um, let's see. I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I went about it okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point, it was just like, you know, this was, music was just like for the love of it, which yeah. is cool. You know, there's not... I think I've lost some of that. Yeah. Being, you know, making it a job. Um, like I can't, I can't tell you the last time I just like played music with someone for no reason. Right. There's always an end to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is not always bad, but it's like, you know, back then it was just like, just pure joy of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would say, I would say keep doing what you're doing because mm-hmm. I mean I w- I would say practice more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would definitely say that. <laughs> you I, have to. You I, I didn't. Gotta... Yeah, I messed around a lot. Yeah, just like a little less GameCube, a little more practice. Totally right. Yeah, I still say that to right. myself <laughs> yeah. these days. It's the morning mantra. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, what about somebody more specifically or less specifically, actually, um, who who just wa- is looking to, you know, either go to Nashville and, well, and, yeah. and be a producer or start a studio or anything like that? Any advice from, from yeah. starting up all those things? Um, yeah, I would say, like, just, like, f- whatever interests you have, like, really follow those and, like, try to hone your skills and... Mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning, I think it's it's so much about just knowledge. And, like, if you don't have, you know, Belmont and the opportunity to, like, work with gear and, like, yeah. learn from people. And um, there's a lot you can just learn on your own. And, like, there's tons of resources online. Yeah. And, like, great, more and more every, like, yeah, every day. Yeah. Great magazines out there. Like, Tape Op is a free... Okay. Recording magazine is just awesome. Tape op. Yeah. Write that down too. It's awesome. They send it to you. T A P O P. Yeah. P or just O P. Yeah. Yeah, it's a free magazine. It's like every. mm, It's not that often. I feel like maybe every two or three months. Okay. Yeah. Um, which (laughs) I haven't read one in a long time. Right. Right. But it's like it's a it's just a cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just cool magazine stuff. But um. Yeah, I mean it's it's all about like just honing your craft and like you know, perfecting your skills. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's probably it's hard to do that I guess in a place where like you don't have anyone else to learn from, but Yeah. I would say it's just like don't be afraid to like try stuff and fail and like trial and error is like yeah. Trial and error is like the only way I learn things. <laughs> you know I think what I mean? That's like, the way, yeah, for anyone. Yeah, like some people are more like, um, you know, they can sit and read like a, a book about mixing and like oh, learn yeah. some stuff. And I'm just like, no, I'm just going to try it and just see gonna what happens. going to mix this project yeah. until I like it and then learn yeah, from exactly. mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. Cool, cool. Um, let me see if I missed anything that I wanted to do, 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 touch on all that. Um Cool. Well, I like to usually wrap up with like a question that is not music related. Yeah. Um, to, yeah, for whatever reason, it's more interesting sometimes. Um, but today, <clears throat> the question I picked is, if you could live anywhere for a year, 
you didn't have to worry like work wise just purely location uh-huh. would it be where would it be and it could be here it could be wherever okay. you want hmm uh it's so funny you say that because my one of my best friends and roommate since college just moved out today to oh, wow. move to new york city oh and uh it's kind of a little bit like that thing of he just wants to try new york yeah <laughs> yeah um i don't know if i would say new york <clears throat> Uh, but if it was like totally just for like fun, no, yeah. no work, no like prospects of just like basically year long vacation. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Just bring the GameCube. And yeah. Go. Just GameCube. It yeah. Up. <laughs> uh, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. I've never been there. Jack Johnson likes it. Yeah. Right. What I've heard. Um, and this is funny, but like partially because my favorite TV show of all time is lost. Oh, yeah. Is that filmed out of Hawaii? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And so I actually found a website that has, like, GPS locations of, like, that is amazing. almost everything. Really? And so, like, yeah, oh. it's a dream of mine to go out there and just, like, scout out those spots. Yeah. And plus, Hawaii is just, like, I mean, it's Hawaii, amazing, yeah. yeah. That's so cool. I I'm fin- <laughs> I, I watched it and finished it. Uh, I didn't start at the beginning. All right, I started at the beginning of the show, but not when it came out. Yeah. Uh, and I caught up and finished when it finished, but I've yeah. been rewatching the last season, actually, the last like, oh, couple yeah. weeks. And uh, so it's good, gotten man. back into the, That would be, actually, I didn't know it was all, yeah, all Hawaii there, based. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. I mean, everything except for like flashbacks and yeah. forwards that yeah. did some other locations. And but sideways. actually, almost all of it was in Hawaii. Like, even, this is getting so nerdy. But like the <laughs> the flashbacks of like Charlie in London, yeah, like they just With used Hawaii. downtown Hawaii parts of it. Really, and it looked like London. Yeah. That's so cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I've never like looked into all that. Yeah, but I was totally oh, like that obsessed was like with that show. For I me. was obsessed with it. Like oh, that yeah. was my that was like my college experience. Oh, it's my phone. <laughs> I'm not professional at all. <laughs> Jeez. No worries, dude. It was your yeah, college. Like, pretty much, like we like me and a group of friends watched it every week on tv in college and like would literally theorize about it for hours after each episode yeah yeah like lostpedia was my home (laughs) page that is great i would read it every day (laughs) were you um happy with how it all i was i was yeah i get i get why why people aren't yeah like i understand but I know at the in the end it was about the characters yeah and like their relationship with each other and like that's really cool to me yeah and so I don't know everything I thought I wanted answered was answered and yeah technically they did like the little prologue thing right like 20 minute episode afterwards oh that, wait you haven't seen that oh dude Oh shoot! I don't I think gosh, I have. I'll show you that. Yeah, it's like it's just it's got it's only got Hurley and Ben and Walt. Actually. Okay, um, but it's it's filmed like an episode. Yeah, but it just it just answers a few like little interesting mystery things that were left open ended. But I didn't know they did. When did they do, like? When did that come out? Was it? It was on the DVD release of season six. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Do you own all the seasons? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, but you can it's online yeah easily. okay but yeah i'm gonna write that down too, <laughs> i need to see that yeah dude how have i how have i not i know Jeez. it's awesome but yeah so um yeah hawaii would be amazing I cool think. yeah i would love it there that would be great that would be so funny to check out <laughs> all the sites yeah 
That's awesome. All right, sure. cool. Well, I um, <clears throat> unless you have, do you have any websites that you pull, want to plug of things that you do or yourself or production or anything? Um, I mean, I just have a SoundCloud. Um, okay. So if if you want to hear any like production stuff I've done, it's just um, SoundCloud.com okay. slash uh, Seth Plays Bass. Okay. Cool. I will. Um, I'll link that up yeah. then. And then my my band side project is like a electronic pop thing called Safe Sorry. Safe Sorry. And so that SoundCloud is uh, SoundCloud.com slash Safe underscore Sorry. I think. Okay. But yeah, I will. I'll link those. Up I try to update the. I try to update my personal SoundCloud a good bit. Okay, so. cool. That's great. Then I will. I'll have all that ready, and uh, yeah, that'll be great. Thank you very much awesome. for, for doing it. Yeah, Appreciate dude. it. Thank you. For having me.